you are listening to me talking to myself. Welcome to the podcast where I share useful tools to create more space, more freedom, inner peace, connection, and life on purpose. What is the difference between pleasure and joy? Our desires and our needs for pleasure can sometimes prevent us from experiencing joy. Pleasure is always something outside of us, providing us with a feeling of pleasure, while joy comes from within. If you think about the pleasure of touch, or the pleasure of food, warm bath, a massage, or a smell of something, the taste of something, it provides us with pleasure. Pleasure is a positive thing that we do not necessarily think of as something that could prevent joy. But too much pleasure, seeking too much pleasure outside of ourselves, can be at the expense of joy. If you are not in a joyous place, there is no amount of pleasure that will get you there. There is never enough pleasure to compensate for a lack of joy. You cannot get enough of what you don't truly want. All of the things that provide pleasure from the outside Too much of those things can actually provide the opposite, and in our efforts to be more joyous, we create the exact opposite effect, when we try to create it with pleasure. Maybe what you're missing is joy, is the true joy that comes from within you. So how do we get pleasure? Pleasure is what we can buy. We can purchase pleasure. Pleasure can be sold in a box, basically. We can buy clothes, food, a trip, all of the external things that provide us with pleasure because it's going to be something that comes from outside of us that will create those good feelings. It's very hard to sell joy because joy is not for sale. If you think about the difference between feeling good from pleasure and feeling good from joy, you'll notice a couple of things. First, Pleasure is always a short-term satisfaction, and it's always dependent. It comes from something outside of ourselves, and it's dependent on that thing being provided to us or for us to go get it. It's not something that just comes from within us. It's something that is dependent on us getting it from outside of us. The second thing is, when you think about joy, joy comes from within you. That does not mean that it's effortless. That doesn't mean that you don't have to do some work. What exactly does that mean? How does joy come from within us? Our relationship with ourselves and our minds, our thoughts. If you think about the feeling of joy, it comes from what is going on in our mind. What we are believing about the world, about ourselves, and about what's true. That is going to create our feeling of joy. If we believe that the world is beautiful and wonderful, if we think about how much we love our life and what we do and how much we can't wait to wake up and be ourselves and live the life that we have created, if we think about all the good things that are happening in the world, we are going to feel joyous. If we think about the opposite of that, we are going to feel the opposite of joy. The fact is, Most people have a very negative opinion about themselves and their lives and the world around them. Most people haven't been taught to believe beautiful things that create joy. They don't focus their brain on the things in the world that will make them think thoughts that create joy. 
Most people are usually focusing on how busy they are, how much they have to do, all the things they have to do, and where they can get more pleasure. When we shift our mind and we start really thinking about what it is that creates a feeling of joy within us, what is it? When I think about my life, what I do, my family, my friends, all the opportunities I have, all the people who love me and support me, all the possibilities and all the things I get to experience in my life, I feel joy. So when I think that, I genuinely feel joy. It does not mean being in the space of, oh, everything's great. But when I focus on what is great, I do feel joy. I feel so much joy when I think about my job and what I have created and the people I get to work with, when I think about my plans for the future and all the work I'm doing on myself. Think about things in your life that give you pleasure and if you're using them in a way that ends up giving you the negative effect. Ask yourself, why am I doing this in my life? If overeating is making me overweight, why am I doing it? If not moving and not exercising makes me unhealthy, why am I not doing it? Is there something missing that I'm trying to compensate for? That is a very powerful question. We can't get enough of what we don't truly need. A lot of times we want to not want something. So the question is, what do I want more and what is my path to getting there? What is more important to me than that little slice of pleasure and what would be the steps to get there? If you want to know what prevents joy, you might think it's unhappiness, hopelessness, anger. You might think it's depression and you would be right. But it's also too much pleasure. Joy never ever leaves you with a hangover or a bloated stomach or a negative consequence. Pleasure often does. Think about the difference between pleasure and joy in your life. And how can you get more joy so you won't need as much pleasure-seeking activities that have negative consequences? An interesting and important thing to know is that we can enjoy ourselves and we can enjoy our lives even when things are hard. Most of us want to be different than we are, better than we are. So we miss out on enjoying the extraordinary experience of being ourselves. Let's talk about the value of enjoying yourself and your life. I want you to wake up in the morning and be excited that you get to be who you are right now without any changes. Just because it's an amazing experience to be alive. This is not so you become someone who thinks you are better than other people. It's so you can appreciate all that you are just for the fun of it. There's never been a human made exactly like you. Why is that? Why this way? Why now? It's important that you're exactly the way you are and that your life is exactly the way it is. It is happening for you and for the world. So why do we end up thinking our lives have gone wrong or something about us should be different? Our brain tells us things like, you should look differently, 
You should be smarter. You should be stronger. You should have had different parents, different friends, different teachers. It's so much easier to believe these things than it is to celebrate all that it is as if it were meant to be that way. We are supposed to be just as strong and as smart as we are. We all have an idea of how it's supposed to be. We have an image of how we are supposed to look. We know how the world should work. We spend a lot of time being upset that our life isn't matching with a version in our heads. Most people have an image in their mind of how their parents should have raised them and how the government should be different and how everything is not how it should be. It is wrong. Wrong compared to what? To the idea in our head of how life should be and how we should be. Many beliefs we have argue with the reality of how life really is. And this makes us feel upset and wrong when everything is exactly right. We compare our life to other people's lives. Often we have the story that their life is better than ours. We think that because they have the things or the look or the family or the business, they are doing their life right and enjoying their life more than we are. And this is not true. We think it's better there, but really it's the same as here. The topics change, but the struggle is still there. No one has a better life than you. No one. No one is doing it right. No one is doing it wrong. Consider these concepts as they will let you start enjoying yourself now and stop waiting for a better version of yourself to be joyous. What if we let go of the idea that life is supposed to be good and kind and easy and instead expect it to be hard? What if we could enjoy it being hard? What if we stopped arguing with the way it is and started enjoying the way it is? What if we stopped rejecting the way we are and started enjoying who and how we are? It sounds so simple, and it is. And it truly changes everything. Life is supposed to be kind of hard for everyone. What if we stopped being mad about it and stopped trying to change it? Struggle is part of being human. No one is immune. Famous, rich, talented, beautiful people commit suicide for different reasons. People who live in poverty laugh and delight and love. It's confusing. But it happens. So the question becomes, why do we even bother to improve our lives if we won't be any happier? This is a great question because it reveals the belief system. The belief is that the only reason to do things is to be happy. But what if we did new things because they are hard, because we want to grow and be uncomfortable? We want to change the world. What is the point if life stopped being about being happy all the time and changed to growing all the time? What if enjoying what is made it even easier to change what is? So we are not resisting the change, resisting the negative emotions, resisting the discomfort. Then we start enjoying ourselves and the life we already have. And the first step to enjoying yourself and your life 
you have to like yourself first. Actively choosing to like ourselves on purpose. It can be not easy sometimes or for some of us. This means listening to what you want, telling the truth and saying no sometimes, knowing your dreams and desires, taking care of yourself. You will know if you are not liking yourself properly if you spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think of you, trying to get them to like you by doing what you think they want. You will do this at your own expense, at the expense of what you really want. You will feel resentful and frustrated when people don't do the same or appreciate the sacrifices you are making. This is the opposite of enjoying being yourself. This is not joyful. Whatever you do, do it for yourself because you want to do it. Go back to episode 15 on the topic of setting boundaries, saying no, and people-pleasing. When you ignore yourself, you send yourself the message that you don't matter. So start paying attention to what you are thinking and what you are genuinely wanting. When we pay attention and give to ourselves first, we increase our capacity to give from the heart and not in an attempt to get people to like us. More on this topic in episode 7. And letting others think what they want to think about us. Letting other people have their opinion and be wrong about us. The truth is, we can't control what they think, even when we try. People always get to choose what they want to believe about us. And what they believe is a reflection of who they are, not who we are. When we show up in a way that is authentic, we become aware of who the people are who like us for us and not for the people-pleasing that we used to doing. When we are escaping emotions we don't want to experience with false pleasures, we people-please ourselves. We create a false relationship with ourselves where our true desires are not acknowledged and the pleasure and the dopamine hit is substituting for true joy. When you let go of false pleasures, you learn to be present with any emotion you experience. Some tools and steps on that you will find in episode 14. You will learn how to listen to yourself, hear yourself, be yourself, and ultimately enjoy yourself and the life you create. Our brain is programmed to survive, to stay comfortable, to exert as little energy as possible. We have to consciously move out of survival mode and into the thriving mode if we truly want to enjoy the experience of being alive. We need to embrace seeking discomfort in order to make all of our dreams come true and work towards our potential. Truly enjoying yourself includes all the things we have done in the past, the mistakes we continue to make, the challenges we face, and the people we sometimes disappoint. And being yourself. Do you know how to be yourself? Do you know what it is like to truly be you? Understanding your own personal desires, knowing what you want is one of the most important steps to honoring your relationship with yourself and being authentic in that relationship with yourself so you can be guided by authentic and true feelings of worthiness. It's not better there than here. You're not going to be more of yourself when you arrive at a certain place. When you get that specific job, 
when you win that prize and you are not going to love yourself more when you arrive there too. If you are lying about who you are, it is very challenging to love a lie. And you know when you are lying because it does not feel authentic. So if you want to feel that intimacy with yourself, that connection with yourself, to have that loving relationship with yourself, you must be yourself first. And so the question becomes, how are we ourselves? How do I find out what it's like to be truly me? One of the indicators of being yourself is there's no restriction to how you show up. There is no questioning. There is simply just being and telling the truth to yourself and to others about who you are with very little regard of whether someone's going to like you or not. If someone doesn't like apples, we don't blame the apple. We don't even blame the person for not liking the apple. We just accept that some people don't like apples for whatever reason. How they look, how they taste, how they digest them, how their skin reacts to them, how their energy levels react to them. It doesn't matter how juicy and sweet the apple is. It doesn't matter how beautiful and shiny it is. It doesn't matter how ripe it is. That person just doesn't like apples. There is nothing that the apple can do to make that person like it. And the apple is not upset that somebody doesn't like it for being an apple. The apple doesn't try to become a peach, so more people will like it. Apple just is what it is. So, are you being your full expression of you as your own apple? And are you walking around the world saying, I am an apple? And not being offended if someone doesn't pay attention to you, or if someone doesn't hire you, want to spend time with you, or be in your space. When you make that decision to be your full self, to be the apple that you are, then you get to understand yourself on a much deeper level. Your intimacy with yourself, the love for yourself, will grow within you. So, first, you have to get to know yourself and understand what it means to be you. Ask yourself, am I trying to be a peach? Because peaches are better, they taste better, they have a softer skin. If you are an apple, you're never going to be a good peach. And then, you're going to blame yourself for not being a good peach. You're going to spend your life being upset, tired, and exhausted that you're not a good peach. So you miss out on being the best apple you could be. Truly being yourself means also embracing the parts of you that you would prefer to hide. Maybe it's a part of your experience or a part of your history or thoughts or feelings. You need to bring it to the surface and have a look at it without judgment. We can't change what we are not willing to see. Another question is, do you know what you most love and desire? And are you willing to honor that? Are you trying to be something that you are not for someone else? Go back to episode 18 to find out what you want. Another interesting question is, do you know how to dress your authentic self? Are you dressing in a way that represents yourself? Have you really thought about what does it mean to me when I get dressed? What does the house I live in mean? Is it trying to get other people to think a certain way or is it for you? 
Show up for yourself, dress for yourself, know what you like and know how you want to feel. The food you eat. Are you feeding your authentic desires, your authentic self? Or are you feeding that false pleasures? The places you go, the places you live in, are they representing your authentic self? You don't have to change your house. You don't have to move. Just look around. Do you know who you are enough to know that your house represents you? There is a difference between having a really beautiful house and having it decorated and cleaned and all of that in order to impress other people. Does your house impress you? Does it inspire you? Does your job suit you? Does it feel like you? Not just paid jobs, but also the work you're doing in the world. Are you being yourself in your job? Are you showing up as you? How do you know? Because it doesn't feel forced. You don't have to control it. You're not trying to control anyone else's opinion. You are just being you. Truly you. You know who you are. We have been socialized and programmed to not pay attention to that in some ways. But you do know who you are. So also, don't tell yourself that you don't know. You do know, you just have to uncover it. And if you need some suggestions to get to know yourself better, spend time alone with yourself and listen. Ask questions and question everything. Ask yourself, why are you the way you are? Why do you have certain people in your life? Why do you have the job you have? Why do you dress the way you dress? Why do you have the house you have? And tell yourself the truth. And changes will come from that awareness. Everyone has come to the planet with a very unique brain and a very unique set of ingredients, desires and passions that are meant to be utilized, explored and realized. And we can't know the effect of us on the world if we are lying to ourselves about who we really are. Being yourself is the most fun thing you'll ever do. Create a life you don't need and want to escape from. Believe whatever serves you and makes your life experience better. Take your power back as much as you can. And don't put yourself in boxes. Thank you for being curious. If you enjoyed listening, rate, review, subscribe, share and join the conversation. Do not miss out on yourself, your power and what is possible for you.